Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 8 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Kickstart Podcast presented by our friends at ProTaper. I'm Don Maeda, and I'm joined online by Alex Ray, who is in Maryland, and Mike Antonovich, who I, you're in Idaho? Yeah. Yeah, in Idaho, and... Uh, we're waiting for Chase Curtis to call in. I think he's on an early mountain, early mountain bike ride this morning. But uh, sorry for the two-day delay, as it is Wednesday. Kickstart podcast is normally a Monday program, but uh, we had some equipment problems on Monday. I.e., Chase borrowed that voice recorder and we couldn't find it. <laughs> but uh, guys, anyway, uh, Unadilla was a wild ride. A Ray, you were there as a support guy, and Anton obviously. Oh yeah. You were there in your usual capacity, but uh, how was it? Was it hot and sticky like it has been when I've been there? Uh, it no, was it's on beautiful. Friday. It was on Friday, but Saturday, no, it was not at all. It was amazing on Saturday. Hmm. Um, we had a little bit of rain uh, Friday night, Saturday morning, and then uh, it was like overcast for most of the day, and then it ended up being a, an amazing day, to be honest. Hmm. It was a little, even before one of the first practices, it got cold. Like before guys went out for the second session, I, I went out and put my like OGO jacket back on because I was like, it's going to rain. I'm freezing cold. Like we're getting ready to get it. And it never did. But the whole week leading up to Unadilla, I guess it had been in like the high 90s up there. And then Friday night, Cool Front came through and it was beautiful all day Saturday. Wow. So, Alex, what was it like uh, being there but not racing? Uh, honestly, I loved it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I, I absolutely love it. I love being at the races. I love everything about it. Um, it was, it was a different role for sure. Way less stressful, but, uh, at the same time, I felt like, uh, I was, I was a bit useful for the team. Um, and they thought that I, they thought so as well. So, um, I will be at the next two. So mm. it's, uh, yeah, uh, it's good. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm hurt, but at the same time, you know, you know, we're we're a bit short staffed right now with our team. So, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, having an extra person there out on the track, being able to see um, things, uh, lines, you know, anything, uh, you know, to help the riders. Uh, I feel like, you know, I can, I can do a little bit of something. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it was great. Okay, so you couldn't really like help carry stuff or move stuff right because you're you can't use your hands or you shouldn't be right no so i was pretty much uh i was infield guy like uh, i was spotter practice races spotter mm-hmm. pretty much and then uh yeah i was like i cooked breakfast i cooked lunch uh for the team so yeah that was that was pretty much my role was cooking and and spotter mm. a lot of fans yeah. try to give you the fist pump fist bump knuckle bump oh yeah oh yeah i sort of <laughs> had to give them like the elbow the elbows <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, but it was it was great to be back at the races, man. I I love that. You yeah. Know, so, so hey, what was Chef A Ray's? What was Chef A Ray's special? <laughs> uh, so we did breakfast sandwiches in the morning. Um, it's usually what you know Jason and them eat, and then we did uh chicken rice and uh, 
and salad for lunch. Hmm. I would have figured a couple right. of noodles and uh, cereal. <laughs> no. But uh, so Rod Bell in the points again. Seems like he's gaining his momentum back that he had last year. Yeah, but at the same time, I feel like uh, his starts hindered him a little bit. Uh, you know, he started back, you know, 21, 22, and he made a few passes, but pretty much stayed there. Um, there's a lot of guys that were in front of him that he normally beats. Mm -hmm. uh, I felt like he, if he had a better start, he could have had maybe a 13, 14 day, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Do you think yeah. he was and putting, had was he, was he thinking was too much? About the sky shot every lap? Uh, no, that's pretty much sight lap only. Oh, but, okay. Uh, yeah, but at the same time, like, uh, we had uh, Jeremy Smith back. Um, he had a broken collarbone in Colorado, so he was back this weekend. And uh, he crashed, I think, first lap of the first moto, but came back to, uh, like, 23rd. And then second moto, he also scored points. Oh, nice. So, um, yeah, it was a good day for SGB. Like, we had two guys, uh, you know, in the points, and uh, it was good. Mm -hmm. And on the hey, track, look gnarly. Yeah, Smith's qualifying. Hey, he he's a he's a sneaky good qualifier, and he was even in B practice too. But B practice was first out, so I mean, yeah, no was, discredit against Smith, but good for him because that was a big that was a big statement to come back after missing pretty much the whole summer. Like when I saw Jeremy's name that high up, I was like, okay, that's really good for him. So in 2016, he also qualified 13th. Um, I know this because I was at Unadilla and I qualified 14th. I was like, oh, shoot. So, I mean, <laughs> I, he's, he's very, very good at that track, um, in qualifying. And I mean, he's ridden there a lot of times. It was actually the first time for Rod Bell being there. So, um, you know, it took Rod Bell a bit of time to get, uh, used to the track, but I felt like second moto, he was a bit better and he got it figured out a little bit more. Um, we made a little bit of a bike change to his shock for second moto. So other than that, it was, it was a pretty smooth day. Hmm. So yeah, the track looked gnarly big. Oh my God. It's so bad. Like I was saying on the radio to Jason while he was in the, in the mechanics area or manager's tower. And I'm like, Jason, this track is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, I, I did. I'm so glad that I, I, I didn't want any part of it to be honest. If I mean, you, I love that track, everything about it, but Rutz and I do not get along. Yeah. Not those long ones. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, if you hadn't had your wrist fixed, it would have been a wrist uh, pounder for you. Oh, yeah. So, dude, Kenny won one. Like, just when we think that he's uh, lost his steam or motivation, he comes back and throws down the hammer. Yeah, yeah. and it was dominant. Like, it was as dominant as he could get a ride in all mm -hmm. year. Uh, from the starts in the first one, you know, he got he got out right ahead. Him and Dylan linked up and then took off. And it kind of seemed like that in all the motos on Saturday. Like, if you got in that lead group, it was over. Uh, you could make a really good breakaway. But watching Ken ride around that track was, I mean, that's what you want to see. That, that, was, that shows that he's one of the best guys in the world whenever whenever everything lines up i mean every weekend he's really really good but the things that he was doing on saturday he made it look so easy when other mm -hmm. guys were kind of fighting the track dude that you know, pass on sex no barry in the bike it was like unreal you know and then it was like the perfect kenny track because he never really revved out he 
stood up everywhere, feet on the pegs, just motored his way through every rut and line. Yeah, it was awesome. He's really good at that track. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, he has been over the years, but wow, dude, if, if he could get a couple more of those going on as the season winds down, especially at Buds, which is going to be another fairly technical track, um, it's going to really close that point standings up as we hit these last few motos. Mm-hmm. Well, what is the points gap between him and Dylan right now? Uh, let me look. It's still it's still pretty good. It's, like, I mean, Dylan like forty seven before this weekend. Forty yeah. seven. And if anything, if anything, Ken did himself a favor to pull away from Eli because Eli rode good in the first moto, not so good in the second moto. Um, like he just never was a factor at all in the second moto, which was strange because I was thinking like, okay, he's going to wick it up in this next one. But mm-hmm. Ken to go one one the way he did. And for Eli to give up as many points as he did in the second moto, Ken's like he's got a bigger cushion over Eli than he did after Washougal mm-hmm. when we were all thinking like, oh, okay, Eli's going to get second now. Okay, guys, Chase is calling in. Let me join this up here. Yo, yo, sorry, uh, I was at Melissa's. So I was trying to get home. I was on the Harley though. Oh, no worries, no worries. I'm going to join you in right now. All right, we're all here. Chase was being a uh, a Mongol. He was on the freeway with a Harley, so that's why he couldn't. Oh, call nice. <laughs> Chase, did <laughs> you like nice. my uh, did you like my uh, my street bike picture I posted last night? Yeah, that's you on your new bike, right? <laughs> yeah, that's me on my. Yeah, that thing was sweet. On my hog, it's all those pastel colors. <laughs> that's actually lane split with that though. Yeah, you know what that actually is? That's a serious thing in Japan. There's like, you know, street bike gangsters called Bosozoku. And yeah. that's what they do to their bikes, dude. They make them look so ridiculous with flags and four extra fairings going up 10 feet in the air. Are they the same uh, people that do it to cars too? And yeah. Like spoilers yeah. that are like 20 feet in the air? Yeah. Yeah. They, they like gather in Japanese cities at night and rev their engine. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So uh, anyway, we were talking about Unadilla Chase, and uh, so Anton is Dylan in protection mode right now. Is he not hanging it out to uh, try to get the win? Uh, I think he tried in the first one. I, I think he was really going for it uh, to try to get Ken when he could, but mm-hmm. then when he saw it wasn't going to happen, he did back it down a little bit. Uh, he has a thirty-nine point gap. I just looked it up. Oh yeah. So he's good. To, yeah. So he's good. Yeah. Um, but it's Villeman, you know, they're not going to let him ride conservatively now. Because when you do start riding too conservatively, what, and there's still quite a few motos to go, we're still eight in. Yeah. Um, it's not time yet. Maybe three to go or two to go or something. Then you could start big picturing it. Mm-hmm. But right now, Dylan needs to still give it 100% effort because if you get complacent, that's when you start making mistakes or you have a crash or you have a weird issue. Yeah. Uh, he did have a brake issue before one of the motos that they got the 450 moto two and they got that sorted out. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm sure that that was something that he was maybe in the back of his mind for that race, but still did good. You know, he still scored points. Yeah. He did give up a little bit to Kenny, but not, not too many. Yeah. He's been, uh, he's been having break issues. Huh? Is he a dragger? I don't know. I, I, I don't know because I talked to the Yamaha guys the other day. They run the stock caliper on the rear. And mm-hmm. then they have an aftermarket one on the front, but the stock hmm. one on the YZ450, you know, as they've redone the bike over the years, that cal or the caliper's gotten smaller, and a couple little things have changed. 
I don't think that it's so much that as an issue as it could be just like, hey, man, they, they have only short turnaround time to get the bike going. Who knows if there was like, hey, we bled the brakes and they got air in the line or who knows, mm-hmm. you know. But, um, yeah, he has had a few issues this year, the Colorado one. But, I mean, that probably helps them do those no-break motos. Yeah, um, right. You know, because like if you've never done that before and then you have to go ride a full gnarly track, and not use your rear brake at all, you're probably going to panic. But if it's second nature to you, you just keep going. Mm-hmm. And that would be a track where you would drag the brake. Like, Avery, you would you would agree with that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and those long ruts, uh, you know, you got to think you're going down and screw you. You're dragging your brake all the way down that damn thing. And, and yeah, yeah, I would say brakes definitely get hot at Unadilla. Hmm. Hey, how is the... Because uh... it's also high speed, high speed as well. You know, you get your, I mean, you're coming down a lot of hills, you know, you're j- doing a lot of those tabletops and jumping and landing and getting on the brakes hard for the inside rut. Um, yeah. I'd say so. Hey, do they still have the hill people there in the crowd? Yeah. So, yeah. And then fighting with each other, like yelling back and forth across the track. Yeah. They're rowdy up there. Dude. <laughs> so, uh, my brother Ross told me that, uh, you know, back in the day. Uh, he was there with Eileen, his wife, and they were walking through the infield, you know, past the hill people area. And a bunch of like the hill people guys were like yelling, hey, 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 hey. And they, Eileen turned around and looked, and like three of them had their dicks through the chain link fence. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so, so he's all, hey, yeah, I'm not going to eat a deal with my chick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're wild. Uh, that sign, the guy that had the donuts with the Jet Makes Me Wet thing, but yeah. then you could just dump them out and see if you were like, you know, are you a munchkin at Dunkin' Donuts? Are you regular size? Yeah. Are you a king size donut? <laughs> Those were hilarious. And then, um, yeah, they, it's not like it used to be back in the day, which I wish it was. I wish I could have saw it where they would like burn everything or they would, you know, when the cops had to come one year. I have a friend that lives up there, Jeff uh, Miller, mm-hmm. and he told me one year, you know, the cops came and there was, there was burned out cars. They're just, it would be a weekend long party. I wish I could have seen that, but also it would be a little wild. The gnarliest that it got this year was back by the sky shot. Dude, it was an all day safety meeting back there. Like you hit, you hit really? the back corner. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. It's like sticky icky back here. Yeah. Yeah. And also I seen a guy as we were, as we were leaving in like a rental car or a Dodge charger, like SUV type deal, jumping it on the side of the hill, like in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah jumping a freaking car yeah it's crazy the, the guys were rowdy like all all of the fans everyone like they were great they were freaking rowdy the whole day mm-hmm. another track with a lot of swap moto live fans too which was cool i got stopped a lot yes. yeah somebody yeah. somebody dm me a picture of you with some fans and it said like Fans giving Anton and Swap Moto Live love, but then you guys are standing right in front of the Racer X banners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's hard. It's hard to, you know, I, if I had some slap stickers, I would have put them over it. But yeah, it was cool. There, that little kid that's in that picture, I guess that kid's been at High Point and um, I think Southwick, but I saw him at High Point by the podium one time. And so when I came around the podium on Saturday, he was like, Swap Moto Live, yeah, yeah. It was like screaming. I was like, yeah. And then I recognized him. I'm like, hey, you've been to a couple races this year. And his dad's like, he's been trying to talk to you all summer. And he just like was too shy to talk to you. So that was cool. 
like that was cool. So I ran back to my backpack and got him a couple sticker sheets and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's been cool to see just, dude, there have been so many people that I've seen, especially at the East Coast, that go to multiple races that just want to hang out. You know, they'll take five, ten minutes out of their day. They want to talk to us. It's cool. It's been really fun to see how, and we've said this multiple times this summer, but just how many people are really excited about what we're doing. And I appreciate that so much. Like it makes it worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And and speaking of fans too, uh, truck driver Taylor. But he's going to drive for you guys. Oh yeah. He will be the new STV racing truck driver for no the way. last three. Yeah. For the last few rounds. So yeah. how does that come no. about? Like you guys lost your driver? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, we had a, we had a truck driver, uh, for at the beginning of the season and then um and yeah he just decided to up and leave and quit so we needed a truck driver and then yeah dude truck driver taylor i think he's flying into uh iron man Mm -hmm. uh, or i think he's flying to baltimore first and then he's gonna grab the truck after buds drive it to iron man and then uh i'm gonna meet him there so uh yeah it's, gonna, yeah it's gonna be good dude truck driver taylor Swap that's Moto so Live. sketchy merch, dude alexray.co <laughs> so what is he is he, dude, is he i'm freaking stoked is he taking uh you know a leave from his own gig or something to do this and then how did uh, he how do you even know did did, know. did 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 sgv put on their instagram or something uh i think jason just reached out to him no way <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, and he's like, I guess, I guess he he can take a little bit of a leave from his work, uh, you know, like a few weeks or so. So, for the last, you know, three rounds, or you know, we're gonna go from Indiana to California. Yeah. So uh, okay, yeah. so he's flying I mean, to the rig. So yes. okay, because like we he he DM me that he was doing this, and I'm I'm all bro, you're gonna be in SoCal then. We're riding, and so he said he was. Oh yeah, exactly. I told him I I I told him 100 percent like you know. He he needs to get a bike bag and fly with his bag. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I, I yeah. could I could get him a bike for sure. But I'm so stoked out yeah. out here. That guy yeah, that guy cracks me up so much, dude. I love when he posts stuff on <laughs> his Instagram awesome. stories. But uh, Heck yeah, nice. Yeah, we need to make it worth his while whenever he gets to California for sure. Yeah, we'll make it a whole fun. I mean, obviously, I can't go mountain bike with him, but I mean, I guess I can go. I can go get some food or coffee or something with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so nice. Hey, so yeah. Anton, did you realize that the Mini Major East overlaps Hangtown? Yeah, yeah. So Chase, and I, I saw will, that. Chase and I will be in Alabama, but uh, God dang! I mean, I was looking forward to going to the last round. Not necessarily looking forward to the Hangtown per se. You know, the 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 Wood State capital of the nation. But uh, right. But uh, yeah. PTSD. Yeah. PTSD for sure. You know the story, yeah. right, Ari? No, no, come oh, you on! You don't dude. know this story. You no, know this no, story. I, I, no, I want to know. I, wait, what is the story? No, no, I think you know. Like when I ripped my nuts, you know, yeah. I ripped my nutsack and my left ball fell out at Hangtown. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, jumped off a hay bale. Woodstake got me. Walked around through a whole moto with my left testicle flopping around on my left thigh. <laughs> Twenty-two oh, stitches. My God. There's no way. There's no way. Oh my god. So the the theme is how I let it all hang out at Hangtown and how I put the sack in Sacramento. Ugh. Bro. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I can't Jesus I can't Christ. imagine I cannot imagine how that feels because yeah. San, San Diego, Limegate, whenever everyone got their chemical burns on oh, the nuts. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I was one I was one of them, right. And I swear that was one of the worst pains that I've ever had. 
Yeah. Like, I couldn't sit. I had to lay down with my legs spread wide open for a week <laughs> until I fly to the next race, to, until I flew to the next race. It was well, a week. Well, see, you had chemical burns. Anything. You had chemical burns. I just had, like, the, the, the scrotum skin, right? It's real thin. So it was just ripped away from my body right where it joins my thighs. Oh, oh my God. Dude, I remember reading about that story as a little kid, and I almost threw up, like, in the, it, like, I almost threw up reading. I was like, oh, my God. Did you get, like, a, like, a ball sack tuck? Like, did you take some skin off and, like, get it, like, all shaped up? No, you know, it was weird. So, like, they, they, they stitched me together, right? And it was, like, it wasn't, like, torn edge to torn edge, butted up together, stitched. It was, like, overlapped, right? So when the stitches came out, I had this weird skin step, like, uh, you know, because it wasn't edge to edge. It was on top. But oddly enough, it's gone away over the years. It's gone. Like, there's just like a little scar. (laughs) Is it weird to see Bodner? Like, is that one of those things where, like, you see him every week and you're like, hey, John, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) He'll, like, sometimes go, hey, how's it hanging? (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. I did one time clarify. I was like, hey, man. You gotta imagine the fear, the shock, and the pain caused some definite shrinkage there. So, uh, you know, it's not usually like that. <laughs> but um, hey, a Ray, your uh, your sketchy merch plug that you just got on the podcast that was good, but I don't think that's gonna top the AP sketchy merch plug, dude. Uh, dude, right? What? Uh, what? That was so, Washougal, awesome. uh, well, I he. Or before Washougal, he DM me and he's like, "Hey, I want one of those tank tops. Like those things are sick." So, uh, whenever I flew to Washougal, I stopped by the the Star Rig and I dropped some off for him. And then it's so funny in his freaking little recap video that he's wearing a sketchy tank top <laughs> right after he just looped out <laughs> at Unadilla, which is crazy. I mean. Like, I don't really think a lot of people noticed it, obviously, because, I mean, the sales didn't go up that much. But, <laughs> I mean, I thought I thought it was super cool. I don't know. I, I don't know. It was, it was great. Nice. Okay, so, Anton, what was the deal with that loop out? What did he say? Uh, he said he landed in a hole, which, I mean, A-Ray even talked about this before we went to Unadilla. <clears throat> that landing at the finish line, because it's flat, everybody lands wide open on the throttle, and it just makes, like, all those little ruts and pockets. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said he – and he was sending it pretty far off the finish line, lap after lap. Uh, mm-hmm. He said he hit a hole and that it just kind of threw his balance off and he just whacked the throttle wide open. And that's what it looked like. I mean, it was and a full loop out. And to it, like it rained that morning and Unadilla sort of has a hard base, right? So in the morning, like they're landing off that jump in the same spot, same spot, and they're creating a hole. And then the wind picks up throughout the day, right? And the track starts to dry out. That hole gets a little bit wider and it starts when that landing it has like a sort of a G out hole square edge deal, kind of like Glenn Helen. So whenever he landed in that hole, it hit, it kind of offset the bike, I feel like. And he said his hand came off and that's whenever he sort of just leaked out. Jeez. So if you go back and look at the track and where he landed, like a few laps before, cause you can't really see it on the lap that he actually did loop out. But like a few laps before you can see the hole and the kind of the rut, hard-packed G out that he landed in. Mm. You know, he's not the yeah. only top rider to loop out. 
Oh yeah, there was that was when I saw the footage of it after I was like, holy shit, that was RV like all over again. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) yeah, and because and like even Ryan's thing, like yeah, Ryan, um, you know, he just looped out when he got on the gas, and that was kind of a slap wheelie from AP, but it was a similar thing because you know at that track in Trentino, Ryan jumped out of a hole and then landed on a flat flat piece of ground, and the bike would kind of react the same way you know slap wheelie on that one too mm-hmm. but uh yeah dude that that's so good to see aaron be okay like he is because when yeah. i heard like he got taken to a local hospital this this and this i was like oh shit his season's done if he blew his tailbone out you know mm-hmm. so that's good that he didn't um it was just a precautionary thing because he was spitting up some blood oh shit. such a bummer though like what do you guys think i think i mean he was definitely losing ken and screw you i don't know what line he was taking or whatever but other than that dude i he seemed faster everywhere else do you think he would have grabbed him it was gonna be close it was it was gonna be really close um and i think that was gonna be probably like now that he crashed but i think that was like gonna be one of the last best shots that he had at a moto win right there yeah because he was right there with him they had broken away from everybody and that's like ap's track like that is Mm -hmm. just as brutal as a track can get for him Mm -hmm. yeah i mean they were like seven seconds on Ferrandis within like four laps and then Ferrandis had like 13 seconds on Eli and Muskan battle. It was nuts. Yeah. Hmm. Dude, how about Sexton's but, high side? Dude. Oh. That's another one. Like that, he's like, and then and then it's pretty amazing he didn't get run over by somebody. Yeah. Like yeah. 38 people behind him or something. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think you should give uh Sexton a sketchy shirt, Alex. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> hey, there was a lot of good uh, – I mean, speaking of, like, you know, we talked about Rod Bell. There's some guys that sort of beat him that I feel like he should have been in front of. But at the same time, there was some uh, – there was a few 450 guys that moved up from Loretta's. There was that Jace Kessler. Um, yep. He did really, really well the first moto. O'Neill enjoyed the ride rider. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> RDX 2.2s inside the top 15. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> There was was actually two RDX 2.2 guys out there running the O'Neill boots. Uh, Jeremy Smith made the conversion (laughs) over. And then also uh, Kessler. So just wanted to point that out. O'Neill, enjoy the ride. That was badass for me to see. Um, I loved it. Every every minute of it. It was great. Kessler's uh, good. Yeah, he's good. He ran a paddle tire all day. I don't understand that. Uh, I don't either. I I I think he was doing it for the start. But I don't think it was good on the rest of the track. No, because that track was like hard pack. There there were spots of that track that were hard pack as hell. Hi, Swap Moto Live listeners. This is Alex Martin. At Arai, every helmet is handcrafted with dedication to pursue gains and protection. And that is exactly why I choose to race in an Arai helmet. This lifeblood of obsession with protection is driven by a single shareholder and runs through every person who builds an Arai helmet. This is what sets Arai apart. This is Arai. Have you heard that Yoshimura is now making bicycle components? That's right. Their first product to market, the Chileo pedal, was over two years in development, and now they're ready for your mountain bike or BMX bike. Made in the USA and available in two sizes, you have to see these masterpieces of machining to appreciate them. They're most likely the last pedals you'll ever need for your bicycle. Now shipping worldwide, check them out at yoshimurasycling.com. 
since 2005, Risk Racing has been a leading innovator within the motocross industry, all while doing it in their own unique way. Whether you are looking for the premier motocross transport system, the Lock and Load Pro, or the EZ Utility Jug, the fuel can of choice for me, SGB Racing's Alex Ray, Risk Racing is there to be your go-to motocross shopping destination. Head over to riskracing.com today and see their entire product line. Use code SWAP at checkout to receive 15% off the entire purchase. Hey everyone, Don Moetta here. Over the past 20 years, I've built a ton of cool motocross project bikes. When it comes to choosing a great wheel set, my first call is always to the crew at WUSA. Importers and distributors of Talon, Kite, Han, and Edge Hubs, the wheel building team at W is unrivaled when it comes to lacing them up to DID or Excel rims. Let's be honest now. Next, cleaning air filters or changing oil. Tightening spokes is one of the most tedious jobs when it comes to working on a bike. When it comes to wheel sets from W though, you know that they'll stay straight and true and the spokes will almost always stay tight. There's a reason that factory teams and top riders everywhere rely on W. When it comes to anything wheel related, your one-stop shop is WUSA.com. Check them out. Hey, what's up guys? This is Connor Erickson, but you probably know me best as Buttery Films. Temecula T-Shirt Printers handles all of my merch needs and also services many other big players in motocross. Whether you're starting a brand or just want some team T-Shirts printed, there's no one that does better work or has a service as good as these guys. Check them out online at TemeculaT-ShirtPrinters.com. Hey, this is Colt Nichols of the Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha team, and I rely on Guiltless Food Co. to keep me fueled properly, feeling 100%, and is super convenient. It's healthy food that doesn't suck. Sign up at guiltlessfoodco.com. Out here, on the edge, failure is no option. Here, you don't compromise. Off-road, on-road, on the track, off the grid. Sunstar sprockets and brake discs come installed in more motorcycles and all-terrain vehicles than any other in the world. Period. The engineers who design your bike trust and spec Sunstar for the same reason you should. Because here, on the edge, failure is no option. Sunstar, number one in sprockets and brake discs. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the shop. What's up, Swap Moto fans? The Toyota Escondido Action Sports Team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport, like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, we've become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Live Show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck is mention the show and tell them you want the action sports special. Check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for more. Hey guys, it's Ryan Villapoto. Now that I'm living the retired life and not bound to factory team sponsors, I'm able to choose my partners when it comes to building my bikes. I choose Backyard Designs to create my motorcycle graphics because they do a great job. Their kits look great, go on easy, and last long. Backyard Design has the most comprehensive and user-friendly graphic website in the sport. 
Use the discount code SWATMOTO at checkout for a discount at BackyardDesignsUSA.com. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. So uh, Jet Lawrence wins uh, 250s sweeps for Honda. Um, you know, Anton, we've been talking about how they've been looking for more power, et cetera, et cetera. Um, was pure horsepower not that much of a factor because the track was so rough and it was more of a handling and rider's line choice thing? Yeah, I would have to think so. Um, okay, so have, they been struggling for horse, have they been struggling for horsepower? Because I know that they did make that bike a little bit better. Um, okay, I don't know down? if it's been... I don't know if it's been like purely horsepower, but from really Southwick on Redbud, there was a little bit of murmurs from him and Hunter of like, yeah, we need to work on the bike. We're trying to do this. We're trying to make it better. And then every week after that, they, the boys just didn't seem very pleased all the way around the board with the bike. And mm-hmm. then I, I even asked him this in how was your weekend? I'm like, Hey, did you do anything over the break? He's like, yeah, we made little changes, but I think it might be more setup stuff than it is just pure horsepower. Mm-hmm. Um, because I agree with you, Don, that it was not a pure brute force track. Like you really needed to be finessey through everything, and that's mm-hmm. what Jet's specialty is. Yeah, uh, especially you, that second photo. You... Like that was as rough as the track gets. That was the last race of the day, and it was beat. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that they set the bike up for the nationals being prepped like they have been in the past, like deep, rutted, shitty, you know, like? slot car racing and it hasn't really been that this year and then this is one of the first rounds that we've had the ruts we've had the type of we've had that type of uh i don't know say prep that we've had in the past few years uh maybe i mean that that could totally be something i would think though after colorado like okay hey you know or it's not as deep it's pretty fast that's a one-off, you know, but there was no issues about the bike there. But then as the races kept going on and on and they didn't seem so deep and technical, I'm sure that they adjusted. Um, it could just be something with that generation of Honda chassis. Cause we heard Chase and, and Ken say the same thing about the last generation 450, that mm-hmm. trying to find like the window of it has been kind of difficult because it could be really, really good. But if it's off just a little bit, it throws a lot of things off and they don't have co- like stability confidence in it and things like that. Um, so I think that they maybe just got it to where they need to get it for last weekend. But it was also interesting to hear Jet say that they could have the new four or the new two fifty for the last two rounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really? we talked oh, about that. Really? We talked about that at the intro. So they might pull it out. Jeez. Yeah. So that uh, would be that would be cool. Yeah. Are they going to have huge too? Because Jet, I mean, Jet's in a championship fight. Like, I mean, yeah. that's a whole new bag. That's that's crazy. Yeah. So, so man, what the, like, the gap is small now, right? Four, yeah, uh, six, four, six, six points. points. That's like four, I think. Yeah. So uh, Cooper, you know, winning that first moto with Jet all over him, holding his composure down like that, I thought that was a great win for Justin Cooper because you know Jet was right there, right? So that kind of means that he's just as fast or a little faster, just can't find his way by. Um, what was the story with Justin Cooper in Moto Two? Just didn't feel as good. Uh, he said that he just didn't have he just didn't have it, and that he wasn't going to push it because that's one of those tracks where you could really get hurt. And if he's in the position that he's in, and he knew he was like top five maximum point scoring possibilities for him, mm-hmm. like no need to get it unnecessary. Um, 
I was surprised by that because he was after such a good first moto when him and Jet came around the, cause I was standing on that hill that they added back in. So I go down the hill and then there's that little tabletop rise. I was standing right there on that tabletop. And when they're right next to each other, I was like, okay, this is going to be badass. Mm-hmm. And that was a great race. And so I was expecting the same thing to happen, especially when J Mark got into the mix too, uh, for the second moto, but to see Justin just not be there, uh, was a bit of a surprise. But in his Havager weekend that he did with Casey, he didn't seem like deflated or anything. He's like, yeah, I just didn't have it. Wasn't going to push it. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. How was the uh, home state crowd for Jay Coop? Big. Yeah. Big. It, yeah. Um, yeah. It's really good for him up there. That's one of those places that they don't ride a ton. They ride that amateur track in the back, but they can only ride that main track maybe a handful of times in the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the people that are there, they just really get into him. You know, it, he's there's not that many guys from up there that really make it that far. Like him and Hartraft and Cody Shaw, that th- the, those three guys that are from the Northeast, they're they're making a really really good push right now. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Munchard first moto. I mean, I was out there in the infield. He was riding really really well. Yeah, got in the top ten for oh, yeah. huh? Good for him. Yeah, he was in the top ten, and then second moto, he he crashed second turn. Caught all the way back up to the 14 or 15. Uh-huh. So, yeah, the, nice. man, the man's ripping. Yeah, he's he's starting to feel the flow. So that's good. It must I be like a- that you were the uh, the assistant coach to Mumford this weekend too, right? That was cool. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, I, Antoine, I think I showed you the text message that David told, told me to tell him, right? No, you didn't show me those. Oh, okay. Yeah, David just – he sent me a text. He said, say these words to Carson. So, like, I read the text message, and I was like, okay. So, like, I sort of put it in my own words. And, uh, yeah, it, it didn't really come out like like David, so I just told him to read it. <laughs> just read the text message. <laughs> I pretty much – no, it was funny. Uh, Schwab, you'll, you'll get a kick out of this because I told him on the gate. I said, freaking escape jobs. You just freaking go. Like, don't worry about anybody else. Just worry about you. Ride your laps and go as fast as you can for the whole moto. And I said, all these guys around you right now are pussies. All of them. Mm-hmm. They're all pussies. Just race. And Joe says, I'm no pussy. Me, <laughs> me, no pussy. <laughs> Joe's just, because Joe's like in the gate next to me. He says, I know pussy. You pussy. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Um, dude, Joe's so fucking cool, man. Dude, Joe's I know, so right? Funny. And he's like, he's like, I'm gonna get a good start. I beat you, and it's so funny. He's like, and the person's like, all right, Chipotle, you want to make a bet, like five bucks? Like, what, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Oh, Joe's like a low key shit talker. I've noticed too. Like, he's I really like if you're in with his little friend group, he is like, he's quick when it comes to like, you know throwing jabs at people it's funny dude i have the best story about joe i ran into him with my little brother at target and the first time i saw him he's like all nice say hey what's up and then the second time we're walking out and he just flips us off and my little brother's like whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. good oh shit yeah. yeah i think it's i think it's swap telling him to be more of a dick yeah more yeah of a dick but uh on the way to salt lake you know, when he won his race, but we're on the rental car shuttled together. And, uh, I looked up at him and he just gives me the finger. 
<laughs> I was like, yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> that's what we want, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, okay, so we're we're all over the place right now. A-Ray, you're in uh, Maryland hanging out at the SGB shop. Anton, you're yep. at a WPS, like, trade show type thing? Yep. And uh, what, what's going on there? So the last time I came up here was in, like, January or February of 2020. Uh-huh. They get twice a year Western Power Sports brings all their dealer reps up here, and then they have all of their house brands, so, like, Fly, Sedona, Shinko, Hardline, all those brands, plus people like FMF, Alpine Stars, uh, whoever gets distributed through WPS, mm-hmm. bring them up here, and then they get educational, like 15, 20-minute seminars on the latest product or what to sell or how they're doing. Basically, just like a check-in, because those dealer reps that are going to every dealer in their region, they're really the main point of contact that a dealership has between a brand. Um, it's cool to come up here though, just to see everybody see, you know, I don't talk to the reps as much, uh, but the brand people that I haven't seen in so long and just to see what's new and what's out there. Uh, mm-hmm. and when I came to this one in 2020 and we've, we've discussed this in the past couple of times, we were at that point where everybody was kind of burned out on moto, you know, at being at the races, people were just like not happy. They were kind of like doom and gloom that there was no money coming in and all these things. Uh, motocross was just stagnant as a whole. Um, and that vibe was even kind of permeating up here in when we were up here a year and a half ago mm-hmm. Dude, to come up here now, like it's gangbusters. Everybody's talking about how, how parts are just flying off the shelves, mm-hmm. how their order fulfillment is going, how Western power sports is just cranking along, how each individual brand is doing. And that's cool to see because everybody's just rejuvenated to capitalize on what we have. And you can tell now too, that from Western power sports as a whole. So Craig shoemaker to everybody down, he knows that we're in a pretty good opportunity to make up for 13 years of so, so stuff after the 08 recession. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, you guys need to strike while the iron's hot. So let's go make, let's go make the most of this opportunity that we have and build power sports for the next five, 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's yeah. cool to see. It's cool to see an industry figure like that really want to, to push everybody along because that's what we need right now. Nice. Yeah. Hey, so uh, hey. your mission today is to go over to the Shinko and get one of those Harley Color Bomb tires for uh, Chase. <laughs> oh, we can do that. We can do that for sure. I solidified the Shinko relationship yesterday. So yeah. you got red or blue, Chase. Tell me what you want. <laughs> I thought they had orange. What? Harley orange. When you do a burnout, it, the smoke is colored. You were aware he of this tire never, technology. I didn't know those were still a thing. Dude. Oh, yeah. He said that because of gender reveals now, like they're just flying oh, off the geez. shelf. Yeah. <laughs> So, because you're not to that point yet, Chase, just pick what gang color you want to be. Are you going to be a crip or a blood? Yeah. Oh, I look better in blue. Okay. Gender reveals. Wow, what kind of gender reveal is that? Like, yeah, fire up, get burn out. <laughs> then the dad loops out. That's better out. than, like, burning down a national park. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it must be better. It's a little better than that. Wow. wow. Hey, Anton, who was, uh, who was wrenching for a jet and hunter this weekend? Uh, it's still the same guys. Uh, okay. I, I know what you're saying too, because this is something that I did want to bring up. Um, it's getting serious in the pits right now. And a Ray, you saw this too. Yes. There I even mentioned so many... to you. I said, there's a yes, lot of did. mask in the pits. There's a lot yep. of mask in the pits. Yep. A lot of people got sick during that break. And a lot of people, yeah. you know, we had been talking about it through the podcast and after like spring Creek and Washougal and all that, that I was, you know, guys just didn't feel good. 
Uh, it sounds like a lot of people got sick after coming back from Loretta's, like all of PC's staff that were down there. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were some new mechanics that got, you know, tapped in for their weekend to, to work out. By sick, I know that by sick is that you're talking COVID, right? Oh, yeah. There are some people that definitely got COVID. There are some other people that are just, you know, not feeling well and didn't come just as a precautionary measure. Mm-hmm. But uh, at Honda, if you come over to the Honda truck right now, you have to have a mask on. Mm. Um, and I did it. I talked to Kehoe about it and he's like, Hey, thanks for, you know, being respectful of that. I'm like, dude, you have a multi-million dollar operation yeah. on the line. You have two championship, you know, two championship contenders. You have all of the staff that you're responsible for and you worked for Honda. Like you have to take these precautions. Uh, yeah. and I will say this, there were way too many people in the pits, uh, on Saturday, more than we've ever had. And it's good. I want, is it, is it an open pit now? Are they dude, opening it, it? It might as well have been. There were, fucking people like cutting the fence and coming in (laughs) they were everywhere and and that's fine like that's cool any other time but you know for for what we've got right now i could definitely see where teams are like hey just get away from us we're not going to take part in these things we haven't been doing autograph signings we haven't been doing these things as a precautionary thing you know okay like honda makes their guys wear the mask at the truck when they're on the starting line if they're in the mechanics area wherever well, then, you know, fans are in the pits, and when Ken or Hunter or Jet or whoever Chase is walking through, they're just grabbing them and doing selfies. So it's like all of the procedures that they did to try to keep their guys safe completely get wiped away once a random fan runs up on them. And yeah. that's cool. I know that people want to see racers and stuff right now, but at the same time, too, it's like, hey, they have a big priority that they're trying not to fuck up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. You know, so – yeah, obviously we I got the email following the 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 bike launch in Oregon and it said, you know, there's two people that tested positive. You know, we've done contact tracing as best as possible, but we advise you to go get tested, blah blah blah, right? I was like, Oh dang, dude. If that resulted from like a big corporate bike launch, that's gonna affect how Honda does everything, even at the races, right? So that's obviously mm-hmm. you said they're all masked up, right? And uh so I got you know, we still have the four fifty. 2022 bike and it's revised it has new suspension and eco settings so i was wondering like how that would affect that bike intro for the media right and so i get the email from colin miller and it's like yeah the 250s will be ready later this week and you could just pick up the 450 at the same time <laughs> oh no way <laughs> yeah, so uh. maybe there's just like yeah just take it now I, I bet you you know i'll probably just out of respect i'll go to honda and pick up the bike wearing a mask too yeah. But like, um, yeah, dude, and, and even up here, we, me and Donnie Wilson had to test before we came in and, uh, even Western power sports has been having issues. Like you, you had to test to come in, you had to produce a negative test or you couldn't come in the building mm-hmm. and then people on their staff that have been traveling and stuff like that, they've been getting sick. Yeah. They can't come to the show. They can't do anything. Like they have to go home for two weeks because corporate can't allow anything like this to happen. Yeah. And you know, it, it, it sucks, dude. It, it really does suck because now we're starting to think like, well, what's next year going to look like at all? And we keep have been saying this over and over and over again, but like it puts donations in jeopardy. It puts Anaheim one in jeopardy. It puts yeah everything in jeopardy. You know, I, I would not be surprised if at some point in the next few weeks we get some sort of revised schedule for mm. 2022. Yeah. Really wouldn't be a surprise. Yeah. Yikes. Sucks, man. It sucks. It sucks because, dude, it felt so good there for a few weeks to be like, hell yeah. Normal, huh? Like, this is great. Yeah. Dude, it was, it, it like, 
I, it was such a stress reliever. And then now it's just like, oh, okay, you're just kind of in limbo again. Mm-hmm. So uh, yesterday, Dahmer and I did the bomb run to Bishop and back to uh, to visit Pat Foster uh, and also to grab the uh, 21 YZ450 test bike because we're giving it back on Friday when we swap out for the 22. But uh, yeah, poor Pat, he had... Oh, he, you know, he did the donut and the wood chips at the uh, CRF intro in Oregon a couple weeks ago. And so I guess his ACL was already replaced with a hamstring. And so that stretched and survived. But he did his PCL and MCL. Had to get a cadaver on one of them. And then he also broke the top of his tibia off. So, dude, dude, he has so many scars on his knee. Like, you know. You think just one scar in the middle or whatever, but I think there's like five or six incisions all over his knee. But uh, Jeez. we got him out. We took him to eat. He said it was only the second time out of the house, but he seemed in pretty good spirits. But you could tell he was in pain, which is uh, a bummer, man. He's going to be out for all of uh, 22 test season, I think. Although he said, he was like, hey, if you wait for the triumph, maybe I'll be back in time for the shootout. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, oh, wow. Yeah. But, yeah, man, I'm wiped out today. I don't know how you guys like truck driver Taylor do it. Like, so I spent, what, eight, nine hours in the truck yesterday in the van. I'm shot right now. Then, so what uh, was the whole thing with the uh, getting pulled over? Were you speeding? Oh, dude, yeah, they just wanted to pull you over. No, dude, check this out. I mean, you've driven with me. I drive like an old, slow old man, man. Like, I don't – I rarely speed all psycho, right? Well – so yeah. I was using the cruise control most of the time, 75 or 80, and uh, we had just gone through Independence. So, you know, you have to slow down way down for the cities because that's where they pop you. And just yeah. out of Independence, I was gassing it and hadn't turned the cruise on yet. And, you know, there's all that, those, like, in the center divide, there's all those bushes and the brush and everything. There's a cop in, yeah. a, in a Bronco or something hiding in there. And... I go by and just these lights light up in the middle of the bushes and I'm like, whoa. And then he pulls out and pulls me over and he said I was going 87, dude. And like, <laughs> that would be way faster than I was sitting the cruise control at, right? And then, first of all, sprinters don't go that fast. And, you know, like Dahmer's, the tall tops, I know they have like a limiter at 82. It starts like flattening out and won't go any faster, but I don't know. I don't know how he said I was going 87, but I wasn't going to argue with him. I was uh, Chase, you were just talking about being nice to a cop the other day, and then he reduced your... Yeah, that's where I have... I got my first and only ticket, that same spot. Yeah, so I was super polite to him, thinking he'd dial me in a little bit. And no, he's yeah. all, yeah, I clocked... He goes, you know, I pulled you over. I go, yeah, I was probably going a little fast. I go, dude, I'm, I'm an old man driver. I don't usually haul ass. How fast was I going? He goes, you're going 87. And I was like, <laughs> this thing won't go 87. And he's like, yeah. Obviously, I'm writing you a violation. Give me your information. And then he left. And he came back. And I was, But we we're so friendly to each other. I'm thinking, there's no way he's writing me up for 87. And then he walks up. He goes, what is SWAP Moto Live anyway? And I'm all, oh, it's Motocross Media Site. We're actually going to Bishop to pick up a motorcycle. And he goes, from Pat Foster? And I was like, oh, yeah, you know Pat? And he goes, oh, yeah. Didn't he just hurt his knee? And I'm all, yeah, I'm all, yeah. And I got the ticket. And it says 87. And I'm all, shit. 
So, <laughs> like, hey, man, if I had told you I knew Pat Foster before you wrote the ticket, would you have, like, reduced the mileage? He goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And then, uh, so I saw Pat. He's like, oh, I know that guy. <laughs> Officer Beavers. <laughs> yeah. I haven't I haven't had too much luck with uh with a warning either on on tickets, man. Every time they just freaking write me up. Straight to it. Mm-hmm. Bro, I had my license suspended for a while when I was a teenager. Really? really? I yeah, it sucked. had it my license sucked. suspended numerous times. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Gone? What about didn't I think- wasn't there a point when you were on the curb in Carlsbad? Yes, there was. Yes, there was. <laughs> But uh, I'll tell you this, the having my license suspended, that's what prompted me to write the email to start getting to talk to you. So without me losing my license back in the day, <laughs> God knows where I'd be. But yes, uh, when I got pulled over for talking on my telephone uh, within the first like three weeks of living in California, because I didn't know about the headset rule and uh, I didn't have my wallet on me because um, I did have it. It was in my backpack. But I just didn't have it in my pocket. And because the two cops that called me a Polak. Um, had me so scared, I couldn't find it. So yeah, Simonovich and Dahmer had to come pick me up, and I was sitting on the curb crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> terrible, terrible. They were going to impound my car. I had no money to my name. I was 2,000 miles away from home. I was late to work. It was terrible. Yeah, and, was, and your license that, still said... I think, speaking of that, I think Wendy uh, might be getting her license suspended for getting, too many, <laughs> getting pulled over too many times. No way. <laughs> I don't know. You might have to ask her. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, jeez. Hey, 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 how about that? That's you brought problem. Wendy up first. We didn't even have to do that. Yeah, problem. I was going to say. Well, I mean, we were just on the topic, and I remember her saying something about it. So that, that's why, oh. yeah. Oh, she's, coming to, she's coming around, huh? I mean, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't really talked to her. But, I mean, the last time I did talk to her, she, she had mentioned something like that, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. How come we never believe you when you like downplay things? <laughs> it's the reverse engineering of this relationship. The the romance. No comment. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. <sighs> well, as usual when the conversation turns to uh things Green like Wendy. Yeah, we, we just kinda like <laughs> put, say that the podcast is coming to an end because it's taking a turn for the worse. So, guys, get back to uh, what you were doing before. Chase, are you joining me at State Fair today? I don't think so. I still have to change the oil. And I was going to ask. I need those forks. Yeah, well, I'll bring the forks if you come to State Fair and ride. I'll change your oil, too. What kind of okay. boss has to beg his employees to go riding with them? <laughs> Jesus. So, anyway, guys, uh, thanks for listening. And... Uh, We'll talk to you next week. And guys, travel safe. Enjoy uh, enjoy uh, SGB. Say hello to Jason for me. Anton. Will do. Say hello to Max. Give him a big hug for me. And uh, I will. I will. And Chase, I'll see you at State Fair in an hour. Thanks for listening, guys. All right. Later, guys. Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. 
Visit ProTaper.com for more.